0: Three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Harvest Now Conversations. Woo! Yeah! Today I'm joined with my co-host Jamison. Howdy, howdy! And today we're going to be interviewing a very special man, a very uh, skilled uh, real estate—what do you call it? Agent and a man of God,
1: Keith. Woo! Hey guys, Chief Keith. The Good chief himself is the here. The bass man,
0: the bass man, it.
1: fat bass.
0: Yeah. So today <laughs> I just wanted to um, get uh, get get to talking with Keith because it's in line with this month's topic of sort of the spirit. Something I specifically wanted to highlight from you, Keith, mm-hmm. is uh, your testimony with dealing with chronic pain. So I just wanted to kind of pick your brain with exactly how you went through that because i know it was not just this one month thing it was like multiple years and this was something that was not just like this little ache in your body it was something that was really bad and i just wanted to find out how you were through the entire process so um yeah could you just talk about that could you talk about when you first felt it and actually just start off with what it actually was
1: yeah so As you were saying, it was definitely not just a one-day thing that uh, went away the next or came back. It was chronic chronic pain, and we're talking about pain that's just unbearable, where you learn to live with it, and in some way it becomes bearable because you have to shift your mind on other things. So I was diagnosed with a condition which is very much not curable in today's world, but praise God. They said that I had a condition called Uh, fibromyalgia so Mm. this condition has a range of uh, symptoms from body aches to feeling you have feeling like you have a constant cold a constant ache in your joints and other than that fatigue and depression and it's just a nasty vicious cycle really Mm. so it was it was hard to kind of accept the fact that This is what I was dealing with, you know, each day waking up with pain and then we're talking about months and then we're talking about years. So Mm. on a day-to-day basis and especially in the earlier few weeks, I found myself pretty much staying in bed, not because Mm. I wanted to, because my body could not do its normal thing without any pain. Uh, Mm. This involved just even moving your foot or, or moving your hand or holding a cup, having a piece of paper brushed past your skin. We're talking about right. pain and, and nerve issues.
0: Mm.
1: Um, and I was trying to understand what is this love? Why is it like this? And, yeah, man, it was hard. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: It was so hard. I can laugh now about it and look back and, th- and think, man, that's not the life God had for me, staying in bed, literally had days where I had to call out to my mom because I was laying, I'll try to get out of bed. I roll myself out of bed onto the bedroom floor and I'm laying flat on my back in agony and, I already, and I'm supposed to be going to work. So I'll yell out, mom, wow. can you cancel my shift today? Because at the time I was working a casual job. I said, mom, can you cancel my shift? I don't even have the energy to talk on the phone. It's a miracle I'm talking right now. I'll tell you what, guys, and all those who are listening, it's a very dark time when you go through this, but the difference is allowing yourself to be open to the good things God has, the the people that he sends across our Mm. lives, being open as much as possible to listen to people and, yeah, just cry out to God with all your heart, and that's what Mm. I found myself doing. Yeah, it was a tough one off guys
0: so just for the timeline what year were you diagnosed with this uh
1: this the year I was diagnosed was 2013 mm. although the first symptoms started in 2012 right uh what happened then um to be very specific I was on tour in uh, my band at the time Red Ruth with mm. my brother and and our drummer Gil and we do did several shows Uh, We did very late nights, uh, late night uh, music events. Whether it be an outreach at a community hall or a church service or a outdoor uh, festival, we did many events. And this particular time, we were touring with another band, and you know, at that time, I was, you know, I had that energy, the adrenaline, and then all of a sudden, uh, not all of a sudden, but the. The condition at that time, which I didn't know, it showed its early signs of symptoms, which was neck pain. So in mm. 2012, I experienced neck pain. And I'm thinking to myself, maybe this is because it's late nights, maybe I'm not sleeping right, maybe because right. I fell asleep in the van or the car in a wrong way and I'm not getting enough sleep. I was thinking maybe my body just needs a bit of rest. But then as the months went on, it was already 2013, and then I'm telling my family, and I'm in such pain. Mm. This is not going away. (laughs) I'd go to massages. I'd go to a physio, a chiropractor, just to sense what it's like to have some kind of relief. And you know what? I went there. I spent literally thousands of dollars (laughs) Mm. on treatment on x-rays on mris on on physio treatment only to not get near any relief whatsoever only very small but hardly anything and i was like okay mm. what do i do now it's like another something i need to uh, mm. learn to live with or what it's very mm. hard
0: something i remember i think in uh, 2014 when we went to easter i remember you were dealing with pain i remember it was in your ear and then pastor rod asked me to pray for you
1: so I remember like, that, mate. Yeah, we stepped yeah. Um, just before we went into the tent, yeah. and um, yeah, God bless Pastor Rod and our pastors. So, so he's yeah. like, you know, and he he, he said, so pray for E, Pray for that. Get it out in Jesus' name." Yeah. yeah. Easter fest, the festival was great, but I was still experience that pain. Yeah, that exactly right.
0: Mm. So yeah, the reason why I bring that up is like just to highlight that uh, people were praying for you as well. So like, what does that do to you? knowing that people are praying for you, you yourself are praying, and yet you are still going through this uh, fibromyalgia?
1: Yeah, it's a very good question and a very, wow. When I've asked for prayer, or even if I don't ask for prayer, when people pray for me, my natural feeling would be, oh, that's nice and all, thank you so much, (laughs) but I want to feel better. Mm. But on the other hand, I'm like, praise God that I know these people who are praying for me. Because deep down I know inside of me that I'm going to have the full manifestation of healing. And then they're so in their seed of faith, in agreement with me, praise God. I've had to mm-hmm. repent many times, but it was hard. It was hard hearing it. In, in, some, in some instances, mate, I didn't want to hear it. Or sometimes mm-hmm. I felt like I didn't w- receive it, but I had to push myself to say, no, open your heart. Don't shut off anything of God. Don't shut off any people talking about God because sooner rather than later, that's going to manifest. Their prayer is powerful in faith. So I'm just constantly reminding myself. But most Mm -hmm. of the times, especially earlier on, guys, I kind of rejected it. It was like I accepted the prayer, there's thank you. But deep down, I was like, well, it's not really going to do anything because I'm still feeling pain.
2: Hmm. Yeah. So, just hearing from what you're saying, it sounds like you're quite active in the ministry. You were, like you said, you're going to outreaches. You know, you've you already made the decision that you wanted to live your life for God. You know, you're doing um, tours, uh, things like that. Tell us what was what what was going through your mind when you know you were up there ministering to people with this pain in your neck or in this mm. pain in your body. What was what was going through your mind as you were doing that?
1: Yeah, as I was standing on stage, whether it would be playing the bass guitar or having a part of the song that's really intense or praying or doing an altar call, any of those moments, anywhere on stage, off stage or even praying for someone on the street, I looked in my faith eye, so in my imagination, mm. I always look to, I just imagine this image of Jesus and he's holding me and he's yeah. got his hand on me, and the hand of God is on me. So whether I feel great or not feel great at all, I just know that the words he's given me are going to produce and going to minister to somebody there who may be the same thing or even worse, and people out there may not have, have any hope. The difference is that I had some kind of hope. I had my days where I was up and down, yes, mm. fed up, But deep down, I always had that hope. And it's not because someone told me. It's not because my mum and dad told me about Jesus. It's because Mm -hmm. I chose to dive in and to to apply uh, his word Mm -hmm. and just look for the best in every day. And for me, I had to look uh, for the best in every day, no matter how small it may be. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, if I can just say a word of encouragement if i can just pray for somebody else Mm -hmm. if i can just send an email send a text and i Mm -hmm. started to do that and i remember because i i i love sharing the gospel you know Mm -hmm. i believe social media needs to be (laughs) a place where more faith messages are proclaimed and put out so i would put out these testimonies i'll put out this Mm faith-based stuff on social media i'll keep my mind active rather than focusing on a negative. But, yeah, Mm. it was hard. It was hard to see that how come some other people are getting healed when Mm. I'm praying for people at these festivals, at these outreaches. I'm seeing people being delivered from depression, from oppression, Mm. from pains in their back, and then in some cases they're instantly healed. And the joy and and the outside appearance changes, and you're like, wow, if that happens now, how come I'm feeling like this? Am I... You know, am I being punished by God? Mm. No, that, that's that's a lie. <laughs> mm. But I, I had to really, really just focus on a clear image of Jesus in my mind and what he was saying to me at that time. And I just said what he said. So,
2: mm. yeah. So, so you were saying, you know, obviously maintaining a positive attitude maintaining a faithful attitude in the midst of that pain, and you're saying that you're focusing on on Jesus and what he said to you, you know, at that time period, what exactly were those things that Jesus was telling you? You know, what what Bible verses were you meditating on or what were you believing in? What kind of um, things were you thinking of in... To keep you sane, or to, to make you feel like you know uh, <laughs> that you can still believe in this stuff, you know, because I know in that position anyone could say stuff. This, you know, this is this is fake. You know, Whatever, right. whatever's been being promised in the Bible is not it's not happening for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah, tell us what what were those things that kept kept you
1: hanging on? Yeah, one of those things where one of the revelations I got from scripture and, and in Philippians it talks about. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And if we really look at that particular verse it's talking about, you know, if God gives you a direction, he gives you a word, you know, you, it's impossible to do it in our own strength. It's impossible for me to hold my bass guitar, stand up strong, sing or preach or do a prayer without God's hand on me because I would literally fall apart. Mm. So number one, God, I know God sent me there, so I had to confess. I can do all three, all things through Christ, who gives me strength. I can do this. I can play bass. Mm-hmm. I can preach because God's hand is on me and His anointing's on me, which means He's enabled me by the Holy Spirit to do this and to be a, a, a source of strength for somebody else. And He'll look after my body at that time when preaching. And there's a there's a certain level of, uh, uh, how do you like God's power, God's grace. When you have a word to proclaim and when you're in that position to preach, then I was just had to focus on that. Like I am God's vessel. I am God's hands and, and feet. And I said, I submit to you, God, first. I submit mm. to you. I can do all things through Christ. All things you told me to do, like he told me, go to this festival, pray for this particular person mm. who you come across. Mm. There's a person in the audience who's dealing with suicide, uh, mm. if not two or three more be prayerful, pray for them and their salvation, yeah. pray for them to open their heart. And I had one particular person at Easter Fest came up and said, Keith, thank you so much because God told me that depression is nothing compared to God's love for us. Mm-hmm. And wow. So I had to set my mind, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And, and, you know, Jesus <laughs> paid for my sickness on and took the stripes on his back for me so even though i'm feeling pain still no doubt i'm on this i'm on stage i'm playing bass guitar my body is feeling pain but you know what the empowerment that's inside of me i have this unexplained joy this energy inside of me and that's the power of god that just bursts out, and he starts delivering messages. He starts to work through my instrument, through my body as well as my bass guitar. Mm. So that's that's one one just instance or example of what I had to focus on.
0: Mm. So it's sounding like you're very. Are you naturally someone who is just um, very selfless? Because what from what I'm hearing, it's 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 very different to how. I see people and even myself react to these kind of things. It's like, if I'm feeling pain, it's all about me. But you are somehow able to just flip it and minister, still be able to minister to people.
1: That's right. And uh, no doubt that part of the journey, if you like, uh, we're talking about six years. um, A lot of these six years, I was feeling sorry for myself. I was feeling down. I did put myself down a lot then god like you said that was flipped around for the best Mm. and that took energy effort it was painful in another way Mm -hmm. because not only do you have physical pain but you have torment of the mind you have this soul that's feeling so so much weight because your mind is busy at night not not just even at night sleeping but during the day I found myself, my my mind is, is constantly it's exhausted, it's overworked, and I could not relax my mind. I, I It was crazy. So I had to push myself to be active and said, no, I'm not going to focus on myself. Okay, I choose, Lord. As hard as this is, I'm not going to focus on myself, but what do you have for me to do? I'm going to do it. And even though I said that sometimes, did I, did I do it the next day? No. You know, a lot of the times, guys, I was like, no, I, I've had enough. I just want to be here. It's too hard for me to even get out of bed. It's too hard for me. If I'm sitting in a chair, I don't want to get up again because it's too difficult. I'm too exhausted. My mind's overworked. But then, like, a big part of those six years was taking my eyes off myself. There came to a point. I was so fed up with myself. (laughs) Mm. You know, there's this saying that, you know, you have to love yourself. We love God. I love God. God first loved me. I choose to love God, not out of obligation. I choose to love. So that means if God, I love God, that means I love all the people he created in the world. Mm. God created all people out of love, man. So if I'm not showing that love to people, then I'm just limiting myself I'm not growing, I'm not expanding his love. So what I've found is that I do have, I've always had that love of God in me. I've always had a love for God. And to be able to share that love with others is something that has strengthened me. That's something that has helped me. And I believe it's something that strengthened my physical self, Mm. my physical body, and helped me with my soul and my mind to be able to, Install life to somebody else, man. Like the life I have, I want to share that. And I, mm. I, I really believe when I started to, you know, call people, message people, offer prayer, just be involved with ministry, you know, I was still actively playing bass guitar in church for a lot of the times. I was still doing outreaches. I was still actively in the church in some way. Uh, but I was also active... In my own time with prayer and sharing the word with others, and of course social media, I had to find an avenue to kind of communicate how I was feeling.
2: Yeah, so it's quite clear, just like listening to your experience, that it was it was a pretty it's a pretty rough patch. You know, you're saying it was a very there's a lot of pain, but at the same time, you're also you know active in your ministry, enduring through that pain. You know, I want to change gears here a little bit, yeah. and I want to focus now. I want to see more about the healing aspect of of this experience. Um, so, you said it was a seven year there was a seven year period where you were in that pain. Yeah, just under you,
1: seven years. Just
2: yeah. under seven years, right? And then now you, uh, it's obvious and it's clear that you are you're set free from that. So, tell me uh, or tell us for those who are listening, was that a a gradual healing, or was there a moment in time where it became sudden, like that pain just miraculously disappeared what what did that look like what did it feel like what did it sound like in that moment of time of being healed from that chronic pain
1: for me it was a gradual thing and i noticed that the months closer to you know coming up six six and a half years or just under seven i found myself getting a little bit more strength and it was a gradual it wasn't instant it was like every day I had a little bit more energy. There were, there were goals that I had <laughs> in, in the week or even in, a, in, in one day just to walk to the block and back. And I would push myself. Mm-hmm. I would push my body. I'd say, come on, body, let's do this. And I really believe that when you write down a goal and when you set your mind to it, and whether you feel like it or you're not, or if anyone tells you to do it or, you, or not, or even if you don't have any other encourage, encouragement around you, I just have to push myself because I mm. did not want to live like this for the rest of my life. I knew something was better. So mm. <laughs> it was a great I had to literally take steps in faith, in great pain, but I found myself gradually getting better. Mm. And I had to play a part. It wasn't just praying, Lord, heal me, heal me now. It's confessing that I already I already am healed. Mm. Uh, Because 1 Peter 2.24 says that we already were healed, we were made whole and healed. So we choose to walk in that because we receive healing as part of salvation, Mm. right? So not only did I have to believe, I had to act. I had to tell my body, okay, Keith, you're going to get up, you're going to walk out your bedroom door. Mm. Wow, what a giant step for me that was, even just stepping out, turning the door handle, it sounds crazy, it sounds funny, but I know a lot of people listening would know exactly Mm. what that's like Mm. because you're stuck not only in a dark place in your mind, you almost feel like as soon as you go out, you're attacked or before Mm. you even do the doorknob on the door, something's going to happen, you're going to fall over. Praise God, like Mm. there were so many things, so many ridiculous things that the enemy tried to shut me down and it was a gradual thing. So I found myself... Yeah, just I actually found myself just walking across the block more. I remember at, the, at times I would post on Instagram, uh, mm. believe it or not, I, I did a great walk and I was in great pain. But you know what? On the Instagram photos, I was having a, a great smile on my mm. face because I wanted to show the enemy more than anyone that I can still have a smile on my face and I'm going to mm. walk out that door and I'm going to walk around the block and I'm going to smile to the camera. Mm. And that was a sense of strength and and joy to me because that's hard when you have chronic pain. You don't want to do anything. Mm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And not only did I have to actively walk out and do some steps with exercise, I had to, praise God, submit in a way to my mum, my dad, my brother, my sisters, Mm. uh, the church family. When they say something, say, oh, Keith, come along to this, I'll drag my body. I'll say, Mm -hmm. come on, body, let's Mm go. And Mm -hmm. I would... As much as I can, I would try not to look like I'm in pain. One thing about me is, probably you guys know, that I always take time to make a joke every day. doesn't matter what hour it is. (laughs) I always make time to have a laugh, you know, because that's the simple things in life can be the most joyful things. Mm. And I had to do that. I had to laugh at myself and laugh at a joke or try to find something, man, like find something
0: yeah so a, a question that I think some people will have is why didn't God heal you instantly why did it have to be a gradual mm. thing for you like how did you reconcile that in your in your heart like I'm, I'm sure you had that kind of question in you
1: yeah I had that question and I would have even people ask me something similar to like you know if God is a God of healing you're not feeling better Keith how can you look tired and in fact, I'll be straight honest, I'll get so offended in my heart because I was so down and so um, weak. You know, when those days you're just so weak, but you, you you put chronic pain on feeling tired from work, that's a whole new level. So I would get upset that I'll go out and I'm doing all I can. You know, I, I tried to changed my diet there was there was times of me making really delicious kale smoothies praise god i don't know if you've had a kale smoothie but i did everything i can i researched ingredients to to build my immune system or something that gives me energy something healthy something with good substance to help my physical self and i asked myself why aren't, why aren't i healed why Am I not feeling better? If people praying for me at the church and thinking, have I done something wrong? It's it a very real thing. It's a very hard thing to deal with, to be honest. Mm. I didn't know how to handle it at first. I'm thinking, yeah, that's right. Like, you know, I was almost agreeing with them. And they would say, Oh, Keith, you look so tired. And it's so frustrating because I've done everything I can just to get out of bed. And people are still saying, Why do you look so tired? In a way, I kind of had to learn to live with it even though I didn't want to live with it and a tug of war going on and I'm like, man, I just want to be healed. I want to be healed. I want to see Mm. that healing in my life, just like my mate, just like my mate from church or my friend or my relative, they're getting healed. I just had to go back, find that moment, just that quiet place, wherever it is in my my house or the bedroom, just block out noise and just listen to what God was saying. Just, Telling him all my frustrations as well. Telling him what's on my heart, how I'm feeling. Lord, this is not fair. This sucks. My life sucks. I'm not going anywhere. How will I ever meet anyone? How will I get married? How can I start a family if all I can do is lay on my back? I'm, I'm pretty good at staying in bed, Lord. I'm pretty good at laying on my back. I don't want to stay here. I don't want to do this. So, yeah, I think that question of, you know, why aren't you healed? That was, God was working on me in my heart about that. And the more I chose to put myself down and focus on other people, that's the only thing I could do. The mm-hmm. only thing I could do was be picking up my base, go to church, unpack, set up. Man, I'm part of a team. I want to I wanna be a part of a team. I want to be a part of God's team. I want to be a part of what he's doing now. I don't want to be a part of feeling sick, feeling down again, feeling I just walked out my door and someone told me, I look so tired, you should go back to bed. No, I don't want to go back there. I don't want to go back to bed. I don't want to have a sleep. I want to be active. I want to get out and about. But yeah, guys, like, Jello, you are saying that question is, is very hard. But I found myself, okay, I'm going to sow a seed. <laughs> I'm going to sow a seed of healing into someone else's mm-hmm. life as well as my own and mm-hmm. see that grow. I don't understand. It's hard to answer that because I don't understand yeah. why, why it was so long. Yeah, but what I do know from that is that I can help people in the same situations, or if Mm. not worse, Mm. with chronic pain.
0: Yeah,
1: there's an area of your life that God causes us, or He causes, He can cause us, and He he is able. You know, the thing, the thing about able is that God can do it, but we have to be able to do something as well and agree with what He's Mm. doing. Walk in that direction Mm. the Holy Spirit tells us to do. Right, so if He is able to do something, Mm. are we willing to submit to His ability? Are we willing to open our heart and make time for him? And a lot of people in chronic pain, including myself, I wasn't willing to open my heart all the time. I wasn't willing to make myself, force myself out of my room, make myself available for God in ministry. It was too hard because of my pain. It was too hard, too hard, and I made excuses, no doubt. I made excuses. But what I know is that God strengthened me. When I saw other people get healed, get blessed, I shifted my mind and said, no, I'm going to change my mind of what I think about other people when they get healed. So when other people mm. get healed, when other people are set free from whatever disease or or condition or sickness, that I choose to be excited for them in mm. the Lord. I see God working in them, and I know God will do it for me. But it was just yeah. a big waiting game. It was a big waiting game for me. Yeah. But the more I or selfless. Like I've always been that person. Like I always reach out for others. I don't like, I look after myself. Yes. But I prefer much to be uh, an example or be a strength to somebody else. Uh, Check in with someone else, give someone else a phone call, give someone else a message, give them a text, go to the house. If you can.
0: Yeah. The way I see it, you and Jamison can probably comment on this, but the way I see it is uh so first Peter one seven it talks about how the proven character of your faith, more precious than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor at the mm. revelation of Jesus Christ. So the way I understand this is like the Christian life sometimes I think we misrepresent it in that we sometimes say that now that you've come to Christ, now there's no problems. Now there's no pain. Mm -hmm. When in reality, it's like, no, you still go through the pain. And the difference is you are now changed through the trial. Mm -hmm. So the trial isn't something that destroys you. It's something that makes you. And the way I see Keith and the way I know you now, especially like with who you are now, I can definitely see like this trial is something that has shaped who you are right now. And as you said, like, you can definitely talk to anybody who is going through chronic pain now. If you were just healed instantly, you wouldn't be able to reach out wow. to them. And I think that's a that's an amazing thing. Wow! Like, God can see the entire picture when sometimes we look at the little thing and we look at, oh, I just want to get healed now. Yeah. And, yeah, and I'm just, like, I'm quite astonished that you thought that way even – in the midst of it, in the midst of the pain and the trial, you were thinking of other people first. Mm. And that to me is crazy.
1: (laughs) Praise God. It's a very very difficult thing uh, to face, but uh, the way um, that I reflect on it as well, when I look back, I'm thinking, man, that that is so hard. And I actually did that, but it was not just me doing that. It wasn't my ability to have a great imagination. It wasn't my ability Mm to think powerfully in my right side of my brain or you know or the left side of my brain you know there was a, a empowerment that was building up inside of me and that's only by the grace of God not God's grace and God's power by the holy spirit and praise God I didn't I wouldn't be here if I didn't have any relationship with God I would not be mm-hmm. here if I didn't choose to open my heart to his love and to his word that I am healed and I am loved that yeah it would be a different outcome i think i'd probably still be going through something Mm. similar to that or you know praise god you know what
2: this sounds like this going back to our very (laughs) first podcast jello i don't know if you guys remembered uh, i shared a revelation that i had about the man who was born blind and Mm. um there was basically there was a, a scenario in the bible where jesus came across this man who was blind and uh jesus uh, he basically, he healed this man, Yeah. but the way he healed him, it wasn't an instant healing. He's this man who was healed. His faith had to be really in operation. And so what happened was Jesus, he, um, he put some mud on this guy's eye and then he says, okay, I want you now, if you want to be healed, go to the fountain and wash it off. Then you'll be healed basically. And so to paint, you know, a picture of why this is such a faithful thing to do is because, you know, for starters, this this person he's blind, he doesn't even know who Jesus is, and he's just taking Jesus's word for it that if I listen to what this guy's going to say, I then now have to navigate myself to this fountain to wash out my eyes, and then I'll be healed. Now, can you imagine in the period of him, this person who was blind, finding his way to that fountain to wash out his eyes to then be healed? it's like you know he's blind you know he's he's yeah. blind he's he has to now operate in faith to get himself to this yeah. place and um the key in that story was the obedience you know it wasn't it wasn't so much that you know jesus was lacking in demonstrating what he could do he was then opening up this guy's heart to see uh you know to put him in a position where he has to operate by faith to then receive the healing and just i can hear that in your story keith of um you know you still believe that even in the midst of the pain it's like you you managed to navigate yourself to the end result and that that end result was healing and um just like what jello said it was an instant that you know and because it was an instant it played a major role into who your character is uh, today mm. and um yeah, it's yeah. very it's a it's a it's a blessing to witness how you are and how you interact with people um, because of that. Praise God. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I, I
1: wanted to. Um, <laughs> I wanted I you to. Praise want God. There's so much to um, say
2: about that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Cut sorry. off for a minute, minute there, but yeah, I wanted to ask you. Um, you know, you, you've mentioned that. You know, you paid thousands of dollars, you know, with doctors and specialists, um, you know, and obviously you're putting a bit of work into no, not a bit, but you're putting a lot of work in towards finding a solution to this, to this healing. What would you say to, you know, to those people who are listening, who may be questioning whether or not it's a faithful thing to go and seek a doctor or is it, is it, is, you know, do I then abandon, am I abandoning my faith to then ask for a specialist to help me, you know, with this issue of health, Um, you know did that did that play did that play any sort of role in in you having your healing for today yeah what would you say to those guys
1: yeah it's a very good point and it's a very very um good to 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 talk about that point so you know, I went to doctors, specialists, and all kinds of people, right? Even pain management program, which I didn't technically technically start myself because I God said, don't do that, you don't need that. But there are certain things that it's all about for me. And as a born-again believer with a relationship with God, we know that he has our best interests at heart. He knows where, who we are to speak to, what we are to do, because in the Word, I've learned... Man, certainly each day we need wisdom. And what I needed for me was dealing with this chronic pain is wisdom on what to do. You know, do I go see a doctor? Do I go see a specialist? And because for me, with this condition, it's very hard to know where the pain is coming from. That's one thing about fibro, if we call it a short name, fibro, is that there is no particular spot that you can say where the pain originates from because everything is hurting at one time. So you've got like flashing lights going off in every direction. You don't know where it's coming from and the signals are going off and you're thinking, well, I definitely need wisdom, Lord. I don't know where it's coming from. So one of the reasons I went to go see my local GP is because I didn't know how to target the source of the pain I didn't know the source of the pain I didn't know where it's coming from so maybe a doctor can help and I believe that and I know it's true that God puts doctors in this in his in its place in in the right place in the right time and he has these people who can who can help us um, we respect them but they're not God we we just ask for wisdom with what they're saying to us so mm-hmm. when I was diagnosed by my GP. A gp a gp i was like oh yeah no worries that's well, okay i guess i have this condition what do i do next and he said i guess keith i think you should have an mri and at the time it's not easy to hear that it's not easy to hear you should go this you should go this specialist go see this person go see that person because in my mind i'm thinking if i'm experiencing pain right i got my own problem with pain. I don't want to cause another headache with financial problems. Mm. I'm thinking, I'm not working. I'm on Centrelink. And praise God for Centrelink, at least it's something. Mm. But Centrelink is never designed, and the world system is never designed for you to have enough. But praise God, in prayer, I say, Lord, okay, what do you want me to do? And he said, I sent you to to this GP. I want you to go have the MRIs Mm. because it's a wise thing to do. And it's not putting their faith in the doctor. I, mm. I put my faith in God because he said, could... go and check it out. Because we don't know where this is coming from, go and check it out. And if we can have an MRI or do something, then maybe we can pinpoint in prayer and I can talk to my family or friends or church. I can let them know what to pray for. Um, if anything, if there's anything to show on these scans, let's pray for it. We can pinpoint exactly what it is so you know what happened then i'm thinking oh great i'll have an mri because i had an mri of my head and my whole body and you know what the comeback nothing nothing they couldn't see anything and this condition normally is like this because you do have your 24 7 pain but there's nothing to show there's nothing to show that mm. you know there's no tumor, and there's no nothing there's no nerve compression there's no nothing on the x-rays and mri's but praise God, I still went ahead out of, out of God's direction to go and have a look. And it from that, from having those scans, it just reaffirmed that everything's okay. I was relieved that nothing was in the MRI, but at the same time, I'm f- completely frustrated because I'm in so much pain. This condition, not many people come out from. They learn to live with it. So I realised... God can still use doctors hmm. to help us understand what's going on. And then what, once we understand a little bit more is what's going on in the physical, we can use that for prayer points. So that's what I chose to do. Hmm. But let's reaffirm that God's on my case. And praise God, just a level, a level of trust is just increased with God there. Hmm. I did go to a pain management program where there's like other people in the class they have all these range of activities and interactions. I went there for my first kind of checkup kind of thing, if you like, and I saw um, a psychiatrist. I saw a dietitian or, or some other person who helps with moods and uh, exercise uh, people, things like that. But then for some reason, I wasn't at peace joining this program. So then what I did is, you know, I had a quick visit, talked to the psychiatrist, which was very quick. I said, you know, I have these thoughts. I have the battle of the mind and these thoughts, and it's it's all biblical. And I know what this is biblical. And I know, I I know that I know the truth that mm. God, you know, is able to fight our battles if we have faith in Him and His Word. Yeah, yeah. It's just in a quick summary that He He can um, He definitely has wisdom. Doctors are there to help us, and yeah. in some way, it did help. in In this case, for me. <laughs> Crazy yeah. enough, it helped me help me understand and see clearly that there's nothing wrong with my body. Mm. Crazy, right? Why do I still feel this way, though? Lord, that's the the only thing that was kind of getting me down. Why do I still feel like this? I don't mm. want to feel like this. Sorry. So, yeah. I say, I would say, you know, obviously, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a licensed practitioner or anything like that. But guys, you need you need wisdom. You need to follow, obviously, follow you know what your GP is saying. But there's a sense of when you know God as your source for everything, you have this extra wisdom that no man can give. You have this wisdom and this direction that only Mm. God knows what's really going on. Yeah.
0: yeah. So you say it's a gradual thing. Uh, The the healing was gradual. Can you talk about what uh, exactly, if you are able to pinpoint, what exactly was the thing that you practiced in order to Mm. get the gradual healing.
1: The gradual healing. One of those things was the knowing that there's gifts and abilities. uh, There's talents that God's given us. There's the ability to pray in the Holy spirit in tongues. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember talking to my uncle and the pastor of the church many times about, I feel low. I feel weak. And he Mm -hmm. said, you need, you need to pray in tongues and like, how does a chronic uh, pain person pray in tongues when they don't have any energy? Mm. But I, I literally forced myself praying in tongues. Mm-hmm. So when I didn't know what to pray, I did, you know, I, w- I was out of prayer sometimes. I didn't know what to pray uh, in regards to healing. So mm. I had to build. I thought, okay, well, I don't have anything to lose. Let's give it a go. Let's pray in tongues more. You know, prior to that, I would say, honestly speaking, I didn't really make time for praying in tongues, praying in the Holy Spirit. Enabling the Holy Spirit to speak through me wasn't something that was big in my life, to be honest, um, you know, from from that moment. But uh, God, I really, I think it was a wake-up call for me to, you know, to realize that when these things come up, when these challenges challenges uh, hit us like a brick, mm. that um it's so important that we are founded on something we are, we are strengthened and we are already strong before these things happen. So he said, Oh, it was like a rebuke. Like, are you praying in tongues, Keith? And like, well, not, not really. I need to start praying in tongues. I need to start praying more. Hmm. Um, and it's not in my own strength. It's, you know, letting God pray through you and the Holy spirit minister to you at the same time. So it was something I had to really develop and you yeah. know so- ask people questions, ask my, uh, senior pastors and just for support on how to do it and and what to do it was yeah it was a step of it was painful to it was painful to step out to do that because the soul the soul is just warring with my with the word and anything that god says it's like my body is trying to reject it my flesh is saying no and i'm getting all emotional and then it's like a yeah huge tug of war huge Mm -hmm. tug of war man yeah
0: so can you like talk a bit more about the gradual healing? So was it just really slowly and evenly for the seven years, just under seven years, or was there particular moments in that seven years where there was breakthrough?
1: Mm. Mm. For at least six years on the dot, it was a constant pain with very little relief. Mm. When... Was so it getting worse? The pain itself was constant and not really getting worse as time goes by. There were certain what you call peaks of the day. Right. For at least six years straight, I would have a pain scale, ten of being really bad, I'd be eight out of ten, mm. six years straight. And very some days that would go to maybe a, a six, but then it would shoot up again. But it was constantly, most of the time, an eight out of ten and then for the sixth year about that just on the dot i started praying more and i was actively opening my heart more mm. i wanted my soul to feel better i wanted this junk to come out of my heart because you know it's one thing feeling good your body and your skin and your bones feeling good but it's another thing for your soul to suffer your mm-hmm. soul is your soul is uh dealing with uh With pain deep down in the heart, yeah, because you're so disappointed, you're so hurt, you're so offended by people commenting on. Pretty much, in my mind, I'm thinking they're probably saying, "Oh, Keith, why aren't you better yet?" Yeah, and you have these people who think like that, unfortunately. But um, yeah, it was uh, most of the time a constant pain. At six years, I found when I was praying, not not just praying though, but um setting those goals of walking around the block eating a bit more <laughs> a bit more right like i would train i would train myself and mm. and look up ingredients like it's something i wouldn't normally do like you wouldn't see like a guy like me like looking at uh, recipes to how to put together for a smoothie like that's something i wouldn't do like we're talking about a kale smoothie here guys we're talking about you know a nothing with flavor, you know, have you ever had fun? Like, but for me, it was exciting because I'm thinking, you know, I, I feel good about doing this. My body needs something good in it. So that's why I continue with prayer. I was actively walking. I was actively, you know, being part of the church services and playing bass guitar. And for those who don't know, a bass guitar has a lot more weight to hold up than a normal guitar, an electric guitar. Um, A bass instrument is very solid and very strong. But you know what? There's nothing strong like, you know, the Word of God and the Holy Ghost because he was enabling me to keep my chin up and keep my body up and keep that bass guitar pumping, even Mm. though I felt like walking out that door and crying. I wanted to experience um, the power of God in a fresh way all the time. I wanted to you know jump on the wave jump on Mm. okay what's happening now i'm excited i want to go to church because i'm excited i want to see that fire flow i want to see god's you know word going out there and people being healed man like Mm. and then when Mm. i started doing that I, i i was starting to feel better when i was looking at all avenues to make myself like not just looking after you know prayer for my soul but looking after my body with exercise and and smoothies and eating right and talking right and changing identifying the wrong thoughts identifying what i'm saying is wrong and flipping that around you know and also just to remind you the big part was that to to flip around the fact that it's not all about me it's not even about me it's nothing to do with me so body shut up like, like i learned to command my body to shut up in Jesus' name, Mm. Um, even though I wanted to give my body attention because that's what I thought was just dominating me, the Mm. way I felt, the pain that I felt. Uh, The more I spoke with people, the more I dragged myself to go to Bible studies or go to someone's house to pray for them or go to an outreach, you know, go to Mount Jewel or Blacktown, handing out pamphlets and flyers and praying for someone you know, that I was still going through pain. I was still praying for people. I was still praying for people because I knew, not out of a sense of, oh, I'm just doing it out of obligation and I hope God notices me. I was doing it out of pure love for them because that's what God wants to do. He wants to meet someone and talk to them personally mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. pray over their whatever they're feeling and see them set free. But then I'm not completely set free of this pain. Mm-hmm. But what I do know and what i felt is that for some reason i'm feeling a little bit more energy the more i'm sharing with people and that's Mm. why i'm so big now that's why if you talk to me now and people talk to me on the street i'll give them any time of the day if people are hungry for god i would sure deliver them a great meal of the word (laughs) because that's the only thing that can truly heal them 100% and I found myself that six months going, uh, sorry, yeah, six months going just under seven, mm. like I started to feel a little bit better and I felt good about myself a little bit more. I was starting to uh, see testimonies coming from YouTube and they're still mm. coming on YouTube from my depression video that I was going through. Mm. And all, the videos that I've posted years ago are still generating, uh, you know, prayer requests. And I have a great joy doing that. I have a great joy of, reaching out and i think if i didn't have that it would be very much more difficult for me but the fact that i can make time for people as much as i can and it's not just you know, let me, you know it's not you know all this is in wisdom as well because god knows and this is what i've learned a revelation is that god knows the right persons for me to even even pray for so he doesn't want to set you up to to be with someone who's just going to waste your time, but he does use you to even minister those, to those people, but he also directs you to minister to the right people at the right time, and you can be effective in your communication. So that's, mm. that's something mm. that's helped me, and then my pain levels were reducing. So from going from 8 to 10, I'll be, from that 6 years, at least going down, you know, Every two weeks or so, I'd find that the pain level was going like one one thing down, like another, a bit lower, and I'll get in like a, and at one stage, it was like a five out of 10, or a four out of 10, and then I remember, I remember clearly once, I was in a supermarket, I was with my wife, and there was a bottle of water, the 24-pack, the I think it was Coles or Woolworths or something, and... It was a miracle first because I was in the shops, at, you know, in the chronic pain. I was actually in the shops and I was picking up stuff. But then when it came to getting the bottle of water to put that in the trolley, I bent over and I put with my right hand, I grabbed that bottle with such grip and strength and yanked that up and put it in the trolley. And I was like, and then I think my wife said, oh, Casey, did you, oh, well, I just, I just picked up a big packet of water. That is, for me, that is a huge breakthrough, let alone trying to pick up a cup in the first two years was painful. A paper cup mm. or, or, or you know, a cup like this, any kind of thing was very hard. But the fact that I picked up a big water bottle with one hand was an mm. incredible breakthrough. And I know, oh, praise God, my body is getting strengthened. Mm. No longer... Just staying in bed all day, but I found, wow, I'm actually walking around in my house a bit mm. more and I'm feeling better about myself. Praise God. Um, from what I'm hearing in your,
0: in your testimony, like the keys that I'm hearing um, is to not focus on yourself. Number one, like in he, like your heart, mm. when it comes to this uh, infirmity, the key for you definitely was... To not not focus on the pain Not focus on what you're going through But f- instead focus on What God has you to do And it's like The same principle with If you refresh others You yourself yeah. will be refreshed And like Just the faith in action as well Because like Pastor, It's similar to Pastor Paul's testimony Where he was on his deathbed And um, Six blood Rare blood diseases Each of them could kill him And god God just told him to throw this dart, and he showed him the scripture by stripes i 'm healed and it was it, it was a long process, it was a rehabilitation process, but he went through it, and God took him through that, and God took you through this as well mm. and it 's like you working your faith the way I see it as well when uh, the disciples took brought a boy, an epileptic boy. Mm. To Jesus because they couldn't heal this guy. They asked him, why couldn't we heal this boy? And Jesus replied, it's because of your lack of faith. Mm. And then he said, but I say to you, verily I say unto you that if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it shall move. The thing about that is Jesus uses mustard seed Number one, because as a visual representation of faith. Number one, because a mustard seed is a really small seed. And number two, it's a seed, so it grows. So it starts off small, but the mustard tree is giant. And I'm seeing that as you tell your story, like uh, you're talking about how you were down in the dumps and people's comments would make you uh, get down. And eventually, uh, after years and years and years, you started to that faith was growing and growing and growing, taking root, establishing itself, growing, starting to break through the ground. You know, finally after six years, like another plant that's really cool is the bamboo plant. It takes Mm. six years, it's six years underground until it starts to grow, which is amazing. Like, wow, I think that's kind of aligned with your story. Mm. It took six years for this, uh, this thing to take root in you to well and surely establish itself in your life in your story Mm. and then finally it breaks through the ground and Mm. it grows like five meters in like an hour or something like that Mm. so it just explodes and i really see that in you just that faith yeah
2: yeah i just wanted to um ask you and i think i think it's safe to say that we'll be wrapping up with this last question yeah um yeah i just wanted to ask you keith um your answer on this because some would argue you you were just faking it till you made it, you know. Or some would argue that it was all just placebo. Some would argue that you know that wasn't wasn't really a miracle. That it was just your body healing naturally. You know what? Well, what well, you know? How would you say then this was a miracle from God, and not just those things that people would say? You know, it was the doctors that did it, or it was just the fine tuning of your 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 physical health with the smoothies and all that. You know, natural sense. Yeah, how would you? What would you say to these people that that would ask? You know, how was this a miracle from God?
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And um, yeah, I, I've I've heard other people in, in similar things, and people would would comment on the fact that yeah, you've you've looked after your body, you've done everything you, yourself, Keith. So why is God involved? My answer to that is that you know I know that I have a personal relationship with God, and I know He's real because. There's there's certain things in my life that's happened that only only God can do. You know, when you when I see people on the street and pray for them, there's no way in my power or my strength that I'm gonna have a word for them to heal them. So I'm trusted on another source. I'm trusting in the Almighty God who's already healed them. And I know that when I speak, it's going to produce power. And most of the times, and you, you guys can uh, relate to this as well, most of the times when you do pray for someone and, and you see them healed and they're like, oh, what did you do? And you're like, I pray to a God who loves you and wants you healed. And it's not by me being positive. It's not being having a big degree in how to communicate to you. It's knowing that I'm here because God sent me here and he has a word for you, you're going to be healed, and you are healed. And it's just that that love that comes out, that love can only be from God. And, I, and it, you know, in some cases you feel it, but it's not about feelings, but it's knowing that when I speak and when I have a word for someone, God hears me. Mm. And I never have prayed for someone without God. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll claim myself as a healer where simply I'm just a vessel. So I'm a humble believer in, in god he knows how to relate t- to people and communicate and yes there are certain things we can do you know we wake up in the morning you know we you, we get dressed we make goals we make plans we plan our day we plan a diary and you'll say oh well, what do you need god with that like you know there's certain things we can can do in our human intellect and in our human Strength, right but there's also a time where you get so you get so offended you get so down you get so upset and and you think okay what am I going to do next and with God and God's all about relationship and for you to prosper to for your body to be well for your mind to be healthy and it is a process thing so what I've learned is that there are certain things that I may be good at With my ability to to relate to people and communicate, you know, having a sense of how to understand accounting or real estate, but nothing compares to the wisdom that God gives because it far outgoes anything that I can be qualified for from a TAFE or a uni. There's certain things that God just knows what to do in any moment, in any time. And I'm like, education can help. But it's limited when these, especially when these hard times come. You know, if I didn't have God, I would say to you, I will not be here. And it's a miracle mm. for me st- saying this and being here because I know what it's like to be so down and out mm. and realizing that my hope comes from from God and, uh, yeah, that he loves me, he loves you. <laughs> mm. All right. Yeah, so it's,
0: it's, the, it's God giving you the strength in order to do all that stuff. And also mm. God giving you the wisdom mm. in order to take that path that led to that healing. Mm. Because there are you can argue that this happened naturally mm. and gradually, but then there are also people that learn to live with this. And as the doctors say, they diagnosed you with fibromyalgia and they told you that you'd have to learn to live with this, Keith. And praise God, you're not learning to live with it. Mm. You've overcome it.
1: So hallelujah. Yeah.
0: So praise let's God. just end this with prayer. Can you uh, can you pray for the people that are listening, Keith?
1: Yeah. Why not praise God? It's always time for prayer, and God is alive, and God is about to do something in your life. So to all those who are listening, you may... Um, connect very well and understand very well and relate very well with what's been heard today and my prayer for you in the name of jesus we just uh, we lift you up god knows where you are holy spirit we thank you for the listeners today i thank you lord for their life i thank you lord for their loved ones uh, their relationships their family their friends and everyone uh who they know in jesus name lord You are a God of love and peace and joy. And I thank you, Father, that anyone listening who may be experiencing chronic pain or any pain, whether it be physical, mental, or forms of pain in the heart, my prayer for you is that you shall experience the love of God inside of you. And you will know that God loves you in Jesus' name my prayer for you is strength for healing to every part of your body right now in Jesus name I thank you Lord they are healed inside out, head to toe and a fresh revelation of who you are and a fresh word upon their life is that this is your time in Jesus name God has a purpose for your life in jesus name so i thank you father their body their mind and soul is strengthened and they are completely healed in jesus name and anything and everything that the enemies tried to steal kill destroy oh lord we just correct that now we speak life into their body we bind every evil thing in jesus name amen and amen amen, awesome. amen. <laughs>
0: all right Thank you, Keith. And thank you, Jamison. And thank you guys for listening. I hope that blessed you. you, And I hope you got something out of that. I hope you're encouraged. And anyone who is going through chronic uh, pain, you know who to talk to. Keith knows exactly what you're going through. And also God. God knows exactly what you're going through. Jesus knows. (laughs) So, but yeah, um, you can message us. You can contact uh, the church as well. Contact the church at contact.harvestnowchurch.com. And our messages are now open. So um, I believe Jamison is back on Instagram.
2: Yes, I am. <laughs> You're back, mate. Uh, after two months off, um, I'm finally back. So if you want to contact me, just at Jamison Del Rosario. So that's J-A-M-I-S-O-N-D-E-L-R-O-S-A-R-I-O, one word. Yeah, give us a follow. Give us a reach out and
1: I'll get back to you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and Keith, what's your, what's your Instagram?
1: so my my instagram is uh keith heffernan i believe i think it's at underscore at the end
0: okay cool and then you probably already know mine mine's just manny jello all right thanks guys thank <laughs> you for tuning in all right bye See you next time see
1: ya do, 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 do,
2: do.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Harvest Now Conversations. We hope you got something out of it and want to stay connected. You can follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Harvest Now Church to make sure you don't miss out on any future content. You can also message us at contact at harvestnowchurch.com to suggest a topic to talk about or to ask us a question. Until next time, stay blessed and see you in the next podcast.